Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back, everybody. We are going full steam ahead on the Scams of Large Cities series here. We've done the likes of New York. We've done Vegas. We've done New Orleans. And things are about to get a little windy here. And if you haven't guessed, bone up next, it's going to be the windy city itself, Chicago. Chicago may be one of my favorite cities I know I say that about a lot of cities, but it's very close to home. And when I say that, I mean it's like four hours from where I live. So I'm here a lot. I've experienced a lot of Chicago over the years, uh, bad and good, you know, depending on what kind of night, you know, you have or, or where you're at in the city itself. So Chicago, awesome city. It's right next to the lake. There's a lot of cool stuff to do. Uh, it's very touristy city. It really is. Um, I don't think it's on a lot of people's, you know, number one city to go visit when it comes to um, when it comes to like huge vacations because it's more of like a, a stop by town. There's a, it's cold most of the year. Um, it does get really hot. You know, there's a lot of there's actually beaches to the lake there. But uh, then you kind of move up to Milwaukee, so there is, you know, kind of a. Uh, progression to a lot of people's vacations that when they do go to Chicago, but anywhere where there's a lot of people and there's a lot of people in Chicago, there's going to be scams. We've talked about this before. There's going to be some overlap with this city and some of the other ones, but I do want to keep presenting this information for those that maybe are jumping in strictly for the Chicago one. Maybe they missed the New York City one. I would recommend going to listen to that because I think everybody should go to New York City and I think everybody should be prepared for it. So Chicago, I know I've said that. <laughs> I've said it so many times so far, I feel like, but let's continue on. Okay, so you're just getting to Chicago, you know, whether you're getting off um, off a plane in O'Hare, which is a little outside the city, so, uh, but you're not exempt. You're not exempt from scams there, okay? It starts right at the arrivals uh, deck there, so... There's always shady people um, who will lurk around arrival areas, uh, specifically the airplane arrivals. And man, do I just want to get to my hotel? It's getting uh, you know close to check-in time. I've got a day ahead of me. You know, I want to get get there, get rid of my luggage. I want to get out and going. So you may not even be thinking about it. You show up to the airport, and uh, I just want to grab a taxi. Just want to grab an Uber. Just want to grab whatever's quick. At the O'Hare arrival area, there is very often people with uh, unlicensed taxis. So they may have a decommissioned taxi vehicle or something that looks similar. It's just black and, you know, it looks premium maybe, but uh, they offer you unlicensed taxi rides. What's wrong with that? You may say, you know, it's just people trying to make money without all the legitimacy. Well, here I'm going to tell you what's wrong with it. So they can either completely screw you in the sense of uh, ripping you off money uh, financial wise they can drive you anywhere because it's totally not low jacked or tracked and you know it's just not a really uh, good situation to get yourself into 
is to deal with unlicensed uh, individuals. We talk about, I mean, would you go to an unlicensed doctor? I don't think so. Am I equating taxi rides to doctors? You bet your sweet bippy because it could cost you your life. So pretty crazy stuff. That's just right off the bat. Okay. So if you do arrive um, in O'Hare, that's just something to be aware of. Um, there's mega buses. So there's some things that'll, that'll come uh, with being dropped off by a bus. And we can talk about that later or train. So lots of different arrivals too. It's, it's, uh, if you look at Chicago on the map, it is super centralized. So a lot of meetup points there, a lot of drop-off points. Um, if you're traveling throughout the U.S., a big, you know, drop-by zone. So, all right. So let's talk about some of the main areas where a lot of this stuff's going to happen. So you're going to find yourself on Michigan Avenue, the Miracle Mile, uh, they say. Okay. A lot of miracles happen there. And that's if you get away with not being scammed. And that's what we're talking about here. Also, Miracle Mile goes all the way down to um, Millennium Park. So Millennium Park's where the bean is. And you will find yourself there because it is a hot spot. It is awesome. It's a great place. It's basically the Central Park of Chicago. And just a lot of life happens there. Lollapalooza happens there. You know, there's just so many cool things, cool things to do there. So within the limits of both Michigan Avenue and Millennium Park, you're going to see some of these scams. So here's a big one, okay? The one where they ask you to sign a sheet of paper in support of their basketball team going downstate. And then what proceeds after you've signed it is a quick, oh, well, you just, you know, pledge to donate. And you're like, what What do you mean? I just put my sign up. Well, you know, per this you know, legal ramification uh, clause on here. What you just did was you pledged to donate and you're going to look like a bunhole if you don't donate. So they really kind of uh, tie into the fact that there are a lot of tourists there. They may not know the local basketball team populace or what's going on. But if you do do that, um, you know, if you're just an avid signer of things of that nature, just walk away. I'm not sure there's any legal ramifications for walking away from a printed out, you know, a laser jet template of Microsoft Word saying, oh, look at my basketball team. If somebody signs here, they need to donate money to me. Uh, totally ridiculous. You can just walk away. You know, if they, if they chase you down, you know, I don't know, come up with something, you know, but it, anyways, let's just not even go down that road. Let's just read because there are some altruistic individuals out there that are trying to get some real signatures. So read what you're doing. Okay. They are going to be as convincing as possible while staring you in the eye. So you stare right back and listen to them. They're going to just be feeding you some fresh BS. Like it's a Chicago style hot dog or Chicago style pizza. And you're going to feel guilty and you're going to donate whatever it is. So be wary about what is on the paper that you are signing. So next up, this is a, this is something to rile, rile you up. We've talked about things like this before. So uh, basically, you will start shining your shoe. Uh, somebody will come by and start shining your shoes as you're walking sometimes uh, and then tell you it's $25 per shoe. And when you refuse to pay, you suddenly realize it's not only one guy shining shoes, but a team of four or more who suddenly surround you and stare you down. OK, 
okay? It plays on basically white guilt, typically. Uh, but you're going to want to say that big old no thank you because or make a scene say, oh my gosh, my shoes are suede. You just ruined them. You owe me $25 per shoe. You know, turn it on them, kind of things like that. That one's going to be a hard one to avoid because it does happen, but they prey on somebody who's walking by themselves. Maybe if you've got headphones in, just keep walking. It's best not to say anything. Just keep walking. What are they going to do? Assault you in public? It's not going to happen. Okay. All right, so next up, this is going to happen more uh, on the side streets, not so much right on the main strip because it's, you know, it's typically, it's, it's done very commonly. So a lot of the police know, and that's where the police presence are. So the, hey, I need bus money or money for medicine or I'm going to borrow some money and then pay you back. Also, uh, don't don't engage in any of that, Okay. Absolutely not. If you've got some sort of charitable inclination, find a charity and something that's viable or something that's actually verifiable. Do that. Don't give to somebody that's like, I need bus money or money for medicine or to borrow money just in general. And what is this pay you back thing? What? Let's meet up here at 5 p.m. Yeah, you're a fool if you fall for that 100%. So this is also a very big one. If someone says check this out, typically run in the opposite direction because whatever the check or whatever this is, is going to be hot or it's going to be stolen. Okay. You're not going to want any part of that because it's either, it's either fake, it's either stolen or it is, um, yeah, it's just like in an inferior product or something like that. So all right, so next up, this is more for locals, but I I was actually thinking about it. I think it actually applies to those. So Airbnbs are really big. You're actually renting people's houses, and this could happen to you. You know, I've rented places in Wicker Park. I've rented places in Lincoln Park, which are full-blown houses, and sometimes I'm there during the day. So the ComEd guy, a person dressed like a ComEd with fake ID, clipboard, uniform, and all uh, kind of, you know, get up to make it look legit so you're not questioning it, they'll come to your door and say they're required to check something in the house, okay? But uh, what they're going to do is steal everything uh, they can get their hands on and simply just walk out with no accountability. So most times it's just one guy, but uh, the really bold ones work as a duo, One has the clipboard going through his fake questionnaire with you while the other is busy checking stuff in the house. So if you are renting from somebody on an Airbnb, be vigilant. Don't let anybody in. It's not your place. Okay. And, you know, that's honestly where they're going to want to go is a lot of these Airbnb neighborhoods, which are very, very common. Whether it's uh, Lincoln Park, it is, uh, yeah, Wicker Park, all these different areas uh, in the outlying provinces of Chicago. So be careful. You know, Airbnb is definitely the way to go, but don't let people in that are not staying there. All right, so this um, typically, uh, so here's another one, and it's the teens on trains. So if you are taking the train, there are a barrage of scams on the trains themselves because people, it's cheap to ride them so they can, you know, make their money back very easily. So teens on trains uh, asking for donations to their basketball team. Uh, and they're using some crumpled flyer that was photocopied at Kinko's, clearly. But, uh, you know, the 
you, you can ask them, oh, well, where do they play? And, uh, you know, why is it, it's totally off season right now, you know, and blah, 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 blah. There's all this stuff to kind of poke holes in it. They usually just move on, but do not give money to it. I know it may seem like a great donation opportunity, but just don't. Okay. Here's another one. And it's the kids trying to sell chocolate bars to tourists, uh, anywhere, pretty much downtown on the train anywhere. Okay. And their stepdad slash baby mama looks, uh, kind of in the background, just chilling. It's not really a scam, but I would not enable that type of behavior. Okay. They're just selling stuff. They're hawking it. You know, that's what it is. They buy it at a, in a large, um, a large, uh, quantity and then just sell it out to people at an inflated price. Okay. Here's another one. If you choose to rent a car in Chicago, here's the big thing that comes with that. So there's going to be people that are cruising parking lots, looking for cars with body damage and then offer to repair it right there for a hundred to $400. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to participate in that. It's not your car, but they will pull up right behind your car and will get aggressive sometimes. So um, it's, it's best to just kind of walk on and do what you do, kind of take a picture of them. If that's, uh, gonna help the situation at all. Basically, um, I've been in some situations where somebody's, you know, blocked you in or, or did something to, or put something on the vehicle. I just take a picture of them and usually they kind of, you know, Oh, Hey, uh, what, what's going on? And they kind of drop the act very quickly. So that's always kind of something you can do. But um, we'll see. You know, that's just something that comes up if you're renting a car. It doesn't happen very often, but it can. And it's good to be prepared and not be off your game because uh, it's, it's a little scary when that kind of stuff happens. And knowing that it's not your vehicle, you know, you don't want them to ruin or you be responsible for that. So here's here's one that I've personally fallen for myself. I took a mega bus uh, and they dropped me off at a station, uh, which is just right on the street, you know, just typical. But uh, this was actually before cell phones were very big and had GPSs on it. So the homeless, uh, typically outside bus drive, uh, bus stations or train stations, they uh, they prey on people looking lost. Okay, and anybody getting off the bus just inherently looks lost. So if you do engage with them uh, and they tell you directions, and they'll typically spend a little more time doing so. You know, they'll give you a little backstory of it. They'll kind of turn it into a small mini tour which then would warrant some money. You know, I helped you out. Well, can you help me out? And then if you say, no, I j- it was literally just directions, you know, street signs do that. And then they start saying, they start acting a little crazy, you know, and then that's kind of a second wave where it's like, oh shoot, you know, this guy needs business. I'm a, uh, I'm a little frightened here. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's pretty much it, I would say, for Chicago. A lot of this stuff you're going to see, a lot of the stuff you're going to see in Chicago um, is very similar to New York City and some of those other big cities, um, just because there's not really anything different. You know, it's where people are, they have money, uh, people are coming there to tour. You know, there's all this kind of stuff that's very similar with the other cities. So guys, that is, uh, that's it for this Chicago scams episode. I'd love to hear if you guys live in Chicago and have some that maybe I missed. I would just say go on to uh, Instagram and uh, check out Faked Podcast and you can just kind of comment on there. Send me a DM, give me a follow. 
I'd love to I'd love to talk to you guys. And um, if you can, if you like the series, I'll I'll keep continuing on. I do want to get back to more of the fake stuff because obviously that's what the uh, majority of my content is going to be about. But um, I like this little break. I think it's kind of cool, especially because now we're getting out and traveling. I think it's important to be you know wised wised up on a lot of this stuff. So guys, uh, remember with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.